Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. You're listening to The Wes and Walker Show. I do believe that it's more beneficial for you to drive faster in the rain than slower. Oh, my God. It's Wes. You're the reason why <laughs> when I'm trying to take my son to school, I got to go through Four different traffic jams because people want to drive in the rain like it's doggone 85 degrees outside. I can't stand it. I'm sitting there like, where are the police when you need them? And Walker. You just struck a nerve with Wes. Yeah, for yeah, sure. You're the guy. You're that guy. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNC. 15 or 20 minutes later, I'm going to be sitting in 15 or 20 minutes of traffic because some idiot can't drive in the rain. Charlotte, when it rains, forget about it. Two o'clock on Weston Walker. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Jimbo Slice with a Y. He texted in. He said, KB got me hooked on Love is Blind. I'm not really a reality TV guy, but this is a really unique series. By the way, the season one couple is still married. That's right. You got some successful marriages. I looked that show. up the other day, man. There's a couple of couples that are still uh, indeed together. I didn't look at some of the uh, seasons that I didn't personally watch, mm-hmm. but that first group, I did see there are a couple of couples that are still together. If it if this plays out the way I think it will, because Kyle Bailey has been very against reality TV. He's been well, howdy there, y'all. Kyle Bailey here, at least with him watching it. Right. I don't know how much he's judging other people for it. That's not happening. He's just it's not been his bag. But with him being so against it and now not only just being cool with it, not only just checking in on it, but taking it to the airwaves, how much he loves this series and how invested he is. I imagine that is going to change a lot of men's opinions, because if anybody else is like Jimbo Slice, well, if Kyle, Kyle's watching it, then yeah. I'll watch it. They're going to get hooked. It happened to me. I didn't care about this stuff. You watch every once in a while. You start watching a lot more, and now you want to know what happens to whoever the hell it is in L.A. you used to not care about. Yeah, man. It definitely will get you every single time. And uh, I had Kyle a couple of times because remember when I was telling him about Love After Lockup? That's right. Which I should have put that in my list, but he was quite interested in that as well. And I mean, that's as low as it gets. Like, my mom and I watch that show, and we talk about <laughs> how we shouldn't be ashamed of ourselves. Because we fiend for it. Yeah. Like when it's on, it's like if we miss it Friday night, Saturday morning, it's like, okay, we, we got to watch this. I, I got to know up. what happened last night. Got to catch up. We got <laughs> we to gotta be informed. All right, speaking of being informed, you can join Will Pelagic, Willie P, and Jess Charman this Saturday night as Charlotte FC opens their 2024 season at home against New York City FC. The pregame starts at 7 and all the action begins at 7.30 right here on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. I'm going to be out there. I'm excited as hell for this game. Got the squad rolling in there. You should be. Willie told us that where we're going to be sitting, apparently that's beer shower territory. Mm. A little scared about that, especially wearing the new hat that Willie got me. Fire. Love the hat. I texted him yesterday. I was like, man, this thing is actually crazy. Mitchell and Ness, flat bill, love the logo, the black and blue. It looks great. I really don't want beer on it. 
But I guess if I'm going to get into the FC way, then maybe it just needs to be christened with some beer. Maybe okay. some Bush Light, Miller Light, whatever they're selling. Something light. Mm-hmm. Throw it on off there, and then maybe I'll just christen the hat like that. All right, speaking of Charmin, too. Just Charmin into Charmin. I got one more batch of fun player-hater comps before we talk a little college football. Um, the next one on the list here, Fiddy, if you want to get re- uh, the sound ready. JJ instead of Reddick. JJ Reckett. Oh, I like that. Matt in Greensboro brought that one to the table. Bill Sharman Soft. <laughs> oh, come on. That was good. That's good. Word to Kobe Bryant. That was too much of a stretch. All right. Dante Devin Hell No. Oh. <laughs> or, instead of Elo, Craig Hell No. Dante yeah, that's a, that's a little bit of a reach. Dante Devin Hell No is better. Mason Bumley. Pretty sure he's been called that a few times. Frank Kamiski. Jason Kaono. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> and Spencer Flaws. That that's good too. Okay, here's the ones that Colin wrote in. We can actually we'll save Collins. His are good. We can save those for the end of the show, but Colin was working on one, writing it on a post-it note. They're fantastic, and we'll get to those a little bit later on. Um Let's move on to college football. Why don't you take this one away, Wes, because this is your world right here. Like, college football playoff discussing a 14-team playoff for 2026, and then also hearing about the latest from EA Sports and the largest NIL deal ever. Yeah. How interested are you going to be when if we just do this video game thing and then NIL is going to be a part of it? It feels like you're really excited. Oh, man, I'm so excited because I'm the type of guy, I like my stuff as realistic as I can get it. And so when you're talking about playing a game, I could not start a dynasty uh, unless I had the names of the guys. I was the guy that was going on eBay searching for those obscure guys that could uh, that had the memory cards that had all the names on it. So all you had to do was put it in there, change your rosters over, and then you were good to go. I had to do that. Uh, I had to try to make it as realistic as I possibly could. I would sit there and dress the players, uh, all my freshmen every year and all that stuff, man. So I was really into it. We got new details coming on the game. Get ready. Get excited, okay? Everybody's on board. There's 134 FBS teams that have signed on. If you go on Twitter, after you follow Wesson Walker on Twitter, you like how I did that, after you do that, you can look at all these colleges that are tweeting out, we're in. We're in the game. And so you see that. And they talked about how these teams have been over the last year sending stadium details, uniform details, fight songs, everything to make the game as realistic as possible. But what will the players get out of this? Okay, they are offering the players six hundred dollars and a copy of the game uh, as the opt in process opens. They want these players to get in uh, the sooner, the better. And so there won't be FBS teams in there or FCS teams, I should say. But every player who I'm saying, as I said, will receive $600 in a copy of the game, which is a $70 value. Up to 85 players per school will appear on the initial rosters. A number of college athletes, both within football and outside of it, will also become ambassadors for the game and receive additional NIL compensation. So players who do not opt in will be represented with a generic player avatar as Barry Bonds or Michael Jordan was uh, in the video games that they were supposed to be a part of. With more than 11,000 players expected to be in this game, this is expected to be the largest group NIL partnership of its kind. For comparison, the NFL has around 1,700 players 
on active rosters at a given moment during the season. The game is set to be released this summer. Players will be encouraged to opt in by April 30th. Coaches will not have their name, image, and likeness included in the game. And when you talk about some of the game details that have been uh, leaked as well, create a player will be in-game, but users can't create opted-out players. That is... I think is a little under, I need some more understanding on that. So it's like, okay, if you put in the name of a player who didn't opt in, is it going to stop you and say, no, you can't name this guy, uh, this player. Coaches will not be represented. As I said, conference realignment will be in the game like NCAA football 14, the playoff and conference realignment will be customizable. So that should be a lot of fun. But me, I'm too much of a, you know, realistic guy. So I'd probably a traditionalist. Never, yeah. I'd never switch it up. Uh, as I said, FCS schools will likely not be in the game. So there could be a chance that you could get them in the game. Service Academy players will be in the game despite not being able to do NIL. And as we said, the transfer portal and NIL are confirmed to be in the game. Fiona and I had a good laugh uh, about that today, and they said that the game will be completely different from Madden. So that will be interesting to see as well because Madden has a terrible uh, reputation. No matter how many years they try to tell you the features are new and it's going to be better, it's never better. So NCAA, there's a lot of pressure coming on this game. But, yeah, Fiddy and I had I had a good laugh because I said, man, we're going to be feeling like Nick Saban playing this game, not only yelling and getting gamer rage uh, off of the game itself, playing the actual games, but then also when we have uh, guys transferring out of the program, your superstar player wants to leave unless you give him more NIL money. We're going to be in there barking at the TV over virtual players. But Fiddy, what say you about all this excitement and all the information that we got about the new college football game? It's real. And I think, you know, after the remember the title game, we thought we were getting the trailer and we didn't get the trailer and we were worried and concerned where we all just being, you know, hoodwinked, if you will. We got like a mini trailer two ish weeks ago. There's supposed to be a full trailer, I think, coming out in May. But, you know, for someone that bought an Xbox system last summer with this game in mind, the only reason why I went and bought the system, I feel validated in spending six hundred dollars on a gaming system as an adult. But uh I just can't wait, man. It's going to be a lot of fun to to get back and build North Carolina into the program I wish they could be. And <laughs> um, you know, it's going to, like I said, it's going to be a cultural event. It's going to be a not a worldwide event, but here in America, man, it's like we're all going to come together that first weekend and play college football for 72 hours straight. So, will you finally win an ACC championship with North Carolina since they can't do it for real? <sighs> I was just wondering. Or will you just say wait till basketball season? Wait till the uh, NCAA basketball game comes out. Is that? Is that I really hope. Well, I, I, Do they even create. They don't create that anymore. No, right? but hopefully okay, this is the step to getting that game back as well. But no, Wes, we will be winning ACC championships on the video game. That's how you know it's a video game. And in real life this year, Connor Harrell, and we trust 2024. <laughs> all right, yeah, Walker, are you excited about this game at all? Like, would you? I know you'll probably partake if we have it around and you'll that's play. That's right. But. Well, that's right, what we were talking about. If Fiddy really brings his his game console to the well, Colin was on board. He signed off on it. That's an authority figure. Listen, Fiddy, you bring That's that in. I'll with. be in like I'm a part of the Mac attack. I'll be coming in here five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning so I can get as many games in as I can before we get on air. Sorry, babe. Got to work early today. Yeah, yeah. I got to go into the office and make sure I'm, uh, you know, working <laughs> alongside Fiddy to make sure everything yeah. is running smoothly. <laughs> I'm excited about it just for everybody else because I, I'm not going to go out and get 
a PlayStation 5 Charlotte's or whatever. Charlotte's going to be on there. Charlotte is going to be on there, which is a good point. Somebody build the 49ers into a college football playoff contender. Somebody wrote that in. Is Charlotte going to be in the new game? They tweeted out that they were. So if you're worried about some of these schools that aren't Power 5 schools, Charlotte football tweeted out that we're in the game. Sunglasses emoji. They got mm. the pickaxe. They got the college football video game logo up there. And so they will be in the game. And I guess that will be, will it be the, it'll be like the second time. Because when did it go away? Like, because Charlotte football, their inception was like 2014. It was my junior year. And so if that's the case, then college football video game was done. 2014, was that the last season we yeah, had? Yeah, they were not They were not in 14. I would always import them into the game. Like, you could, you could go and import teams. I'd put App State and Charlotte because they would... You know, they joined the FBS, but they were not in the last NCAA 14 game. And you can go, do cool themed tournaments. Like, you could do one with just all North Carolina teams, different stuff like that, man. Very cool. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, as I said, I can't wait to put together these NIL contracts. And I wonder how detailed will it go? Is it going to be like generic endorsements you can make? Can you give them cars? Can you give them <laughs> different things? Like, how are you going to set these contracts with these guys? I think it's probably going to be a lot like Madden when you're making guys' contracts and you can set their salaries and stuff like that. Then I'm sure you're going to have to bid against other schools. Oh, man. I mean, I wish I could just go back to the days where I didn't have many responsibilities and I could just play four to five games a day. Before we move on, you mentioned some of the guys that would not allow for their name to be used in some of these video games. Mm -hmm. You brought up Michael Jordan, but you also brought up Barry Bonds. Mm -hmm. I remember finding out when I had MLB The Show about Reggie Stalker. If you don't know, (laughs) Reggie Stalker was the alias that the video game created in order to create a Barry Bonds, they gave him all of the same ability. They ranked Reggie Stalker, how they would rank Barry Bonds, but he was so far down on the depth chart to where you had to, I think, put him in the starting lineup, if I'm not mistaken, and Reggie Stalker didn't exist in real life. And so we all knew, okay, Barry Bonds isn't supposed to be used, but anytime that we would have a fantasy baseball draft, and me and my buddies found out about who that guy was, it wasn't A-Rod we were going after. <laughs> it wasn't Ichiro. We were drafting Reggie Stalker, number one overall, because we had Barry Bonds. And I remember that guy is the best that never was. That is, there should be a 30 for 30 on Reggie Stalker playing. No doubt about it. And roster guard, because that's who Michael Jordan was for a long time until he got into the NBA live that had Tim Duncan on it. And then like 99, once he released his NIL, then he was able to get into the game. Uh, And then before we get out of this segment, according to sources, uh, the college football playoffs is looking to expand to 14 teams in 2026. According to fourth uh, sources, the most dominant discussion of a new model revolved around a 14-team playoff, and CFP leaders left Wednesday's meetings feeling that there was momentum for it. The bump from 12 to 14 teams as opposed to 16 would mostly address the issue of access rather than finances. Officials will still need to discuss how a 14-team playoff would split up automatic qualifiers. For example, could the Big Ten and SEC get as many as four automatic bids? Those early discussions were had Wednesday with no definitive conclusion. So we'll see if they do end up expanding uh, the playoffs twice in a span of two years because that'll be cool too. Uh, the more teams, the better. But I think 14 would be a nice number, and I think I would be comfortable with that number uh, for a long time. Feels like it's expanding a little too much either way. Like with 12 even, it's I've just come to accept it more so than I'm in favor of it. And I understand what the idea is, more money, more teams, 
that's exactly what they're going to sign up for. But 14 seems like too much, even if you think 12 is too much. But this is the name of the game. I mean, they might expand it to about 20 before we're all said. All right. Well, when we come back, it's time to connect with the live wire with Josh, J.D. Fitty, whatever you want to call him, Marlo on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. And Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We've had a fun show today. Clowning. Just clowning, man. I've been taking a lot of the insults, comparing us to basketball players. Colin has a list of some of the sorry ball players I could be compared to. I tried to make fun of Fiddy at the beginning of the show, but the plan backfired. Marlo Militia showed up. It's been a while since we've seen members of the Marlo Militia show up. Yeah, we haven't seen those guys. I, I got Panther Bow to convert to Walker's Warriors. Mm-hmm. And I think he was somewhat of a leader of the Marlin Militia. And so I guess if you get rid of the leader, then I guess everybody just, you know, runs away. What's going on with the Marlin Militia? Yeah, I wouldn't be too convinced he's still a member of Walker's Warriors. I mean, Panther and Bo and I, we have discourse outside of 12 to 3. That would only happen, I believe, if he was a member of the Marlin Militia. But he is no longer the leader. Oh, you're saying it's an inside job. All right. I didn't realize that. I didn't know that was going on. So we've had that go on. We've had reality TV show conversation. We've had video game conversation. It's a sports show. I promise we've still been getting to it here on Wesson Walker. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. And time now. Switch up just a little bit. Different timing here. But we need more time because Fiddy was complaining about not fitting in all of these sound bites. (laughs) (laughs) Time now for the Live Wire with J.D. As a matter of fact, Walker, the actual leader of the Marlowe Militia has chimed in saying, I'm the leader, WTF. And he actually is the leader because my man's name on Twitter is king of the Marlowe Militia. Yeah, he said WTF. (laughs) He was mad at me, but that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get everybody angry and then divide and conquer. That's how Walker's Warriors works. All right, speaking of dividing and conquering, this is a divided fan base when it comes to Brian Burns. Many people want to pay him. Some people like I don't want to pay him. And earlier this morning, Joe Person Panthers beat reporter for the athletic. He joined the Mac and bone show to talk about how contract negotiations have fallen apart here recently. These negotiations were complicated from the beginning and, and mainly because the, the details of that Rams offer leaked and, and, and once Burns and his side, Todd France, the agent knew the specifics of the Rams offer. I mean, it gave them all the, the leverage yeah. and all the bargaining power. And 
And I think that emboldened them. You know, maybe they were going to shoot for the moon anyway, because they all most most of these guys do <laughs> to maximize it. But but that really, to me, complicated it. And then you know, other sticking points were like, yes, his numbers were down, but he also never got to go rush a passer last fall with a lead in the fourth quarter <laughs> when these pass rushers eat. So yeah, it was a complicated deal, and and still you know to his degree probably is complicated if they're going to restart these negotiations. Walker, when you hear that from Joe Person saying that the, the, the negotiations got complicated after the Panthers declined the Rams trade, does it make you less confident that ultimately, even with the new GM, a resolution will be uh, resolved and Brian Burns will have a long-term extension with the Panthers? No, I, I don't think it'll be... I don't think I'm less confident. I did hear Joe talk about this when he was speaking with Mac and Bone, too, about how you almost start off if you're Dan Morgan with what is considered a bad move, even if Dan Morgan wasn't the guy in charge when they didn't accept that trade offer from the Rams. If the Panthers decide to trade Brian Burns and you only get only, quote unquote, a first round pick in return, well, that's quite a bit less than what you would have gotten from L.A., so already Dan Morgan is making this move where we view it as this mistake, even though I do think people like us, we would continue to provide context saying, no, it's a different regime now. And they're just trying to, you know, mitigate some of the losses that they had when they turned down that Rams offer. So, no, I don't think I'm less confident because that's yesterday's problem. Now you got to figure out what the market is like today. I have said it a million times. I'm not trading Brian Burns for anything less than a first-round pick. You can get a first-round pick out there. I saw Mike Kay, who we'll have on tomorrow from the Charlotte Observer, bring up this point about the return for Montez Sweat only being a second-round pick. It wasn't a first, and Montez had a better year than Brian Burns. That might be true, yet still, it's just not worth it for me unless I get one of those top 32 selections in the upcoming NFL draft or something in the 2025 NFL draft. I'm just not doing it for anything less than a first because he's that valuable to me. We'll see what happens with Dan Morgan now at the helm. We'll see what happens with Brant Tillis as the capologist compared to Samir Suleiman, who was there the past four years or so. It'll be very different, but we still have a long way to go before I think we get to the end of the road with Brian Burns. Yeah, I mean, the Rams offer was very robust, and that's an offer that they're not going to get again because I think if you trade them for a first round at this point, it's pointless just because you don't want to pay them because, again, you're going to be chasing your tail trying to draft another Brian Burns. He's got a lot of metrics that help his case. We also added in the tackles for loss. We baked that in, as we like to say. So, uh, in my opinion, I think the Panthers, the only way to get through this is just give the man what he wants. Unless he's asking for a completely unreasonable number, which I don't know what that number would be to Carolina, just pay him what he wants. If he wants $28 million, 29, just give it to him. But he wants 30 If he wants 30 give it to him. Just give it to him. So, it... Like, the just give it to him means until what? Like, until 34? Are you just saying, hey, give him 34? No, 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 but I'm saying okay, okay. I, I said if sure it gets unreasonable, stopped. then you're like, all right, then we need to do something. If he's like, yo, I want 35, I want more than Micah Parsons, then you're like, okay, let's Well, that's my question. What was unreasonable? Because, you know, you're saying just give it to him because it's an easy decision. Just go ahead and do it. But, like, if we're at 32, like, what? what's the mark I'm for okay you? with 30. Like, okay. I'm all right 30, with giving him 30 because we know how NFL contracts go. You give him 30 now, it's going to get surpassed three, four, five times over by the time we're two years down the road. Then he'll be the sixth highest 
paid pass rusher. You know what I'm saying? Because Michael Parsons is going to pass that one. And then more guys are going to come as well. Then you're going to get a guy, too, out of that veteran group that's making all that money that's going to say, oh, y'all gave Brian Burns 30, like Miles Garrett is going to say, oh, y'all gave him 30. Okay, well, I want more than him. But we know how NFL deals go. You see it at first, and it's jarring. But then four or five years down the line or three yeah. to four years down the line, they're like middle of the pack as far as what they're getting paid. So just give him what he wants and get it over with. Another piece of Brian Burns sound I wanted to play because we didn't play it back in the 12 p.m. hour, America's long snapper, J.J. Jansen. He also joined the Mac and Bone show this morning and said that this is going to take. This is taking some time because both Burns and the Panthers front office they have positives they're bringing to the table. A year and a half ago, when the trade was turned down, you knew that a lot of these things were likely to come up. It's just it, it's a long process negotiating a major deal for a prime player on your team in the prime of his career. So none of this to me is a surprise as we've kind of worked back and forth team and player working trying to get to a to a middle ground. Remember, there has to be two sides to it. So anything Burns turned down wasn't good enough for him. And anything that the the team has offered, you know, they're offering what they're willing to go to. So we're, we're still trying to find a middle ground. What every player is looking for is the long-term deal because with the long-term deal becomes the biggest chunk of of money from a guaranteed standpoint. But the value of going year to year for the player is they usually are able to maximize their dollars because year to year, you go to free agency every year. And with a franchise tag, you won't get to go to free agency yet, but you're getting paid a ton of money to go to free agency before you go to free agency. And then in two years, I think he'd be 27, he'd be a free agent. So there is value in going year to year. There's also tremendous value in getting the, the one big contract. So it's, think that's what both sides are weighing. Wes, you've been in football locker rooms before. You know how that dynamic works. How important is it to the locker room that the Panthers keep one of their better players after seeing a guy like CMC, yes, be traded away, but not get the full returning and get the most out of that return with the way the Panthers miss on those draft picks? Well, you know, I always hear people talk about that as far as, oh, well, what's the message it's going to send to the players? The players don't care, man. As long as you cut them the check that they want, they're going to sign the contract. They don't care what you did to the player before, what you did to the player after. It might be in the back of their mind, but if you come with that right number that I'm looking for, if I walk into that room wanting $25 million and you give it to me, I'm not going to think about, oh, man, what what did they do to Brian Burns? What did they do to this guy, that guy? I want my money and my situation. So players, you know, they can talk a good game all day about, oh, well, what, what message is this sending to the locker room? Those players don't care. As long as you give them the check they're looking for they're going to be right out there on Sundays I think it matters to some veterans in the league but I think for the most part you're right and I saw Josina Anderson have a really long tweet about this very thing <laughs> with Brian Burns and Carolina negotiating she tweeted a book she really did tweet a long time <laughs> but the point was Carolina and how they're handling business with Brian Burns and how free agents this is the argument in the NBA all the time as well and we've used it a lot for the Charlotte Hornets. If the Charlotte Hornets aren't doing good business with some of their players and they're not treating them correctly, whatever that may mean, now we're, you know, maybe other free agents in the league don't want to come here to Charlotte. And that might be the same with Carolina. Like, this is a real thing that we've talked about, at least with coaching staffs, like just attractiveness of these jobs. Here we are talking about it with Mike Evans. If Mike Evans has all of these teams that want him, then it's real feasible that he would want to pick to a Kansas City who's out here winning Super Bowls at less money compared to Carolina. Like, yeah, but Dave Canales is more attractive than Andy Reid. He is more attractive. 
That is very true. Hmm. Maybe you like the mustache from Andy Reid. I could see it. Looking like walrus out there eating cheeseburgers. I'm with it. <laughs> but Dave Canales is more attractive. I think it would take a little more, especially financially, for you to get Mike Evans' consideration. But that's where it comes into play when you're going after the stars. And if you don't handle what you think is a star in Brian Burns the correct way, then the Mike Evans is of the world or some of these other wide receivers you might want to go sign. It might affect him. It might affect him, especially if you're comparing Carolina to another team that's looking to go get you for a very similar amount of money. A game we'll spend some time talking about tomorrow in the campus corner will be Carolina and Virginia, a game that's going to play a role in the ACC regular season race. And while Virginia is coming off a thumping at Virginia Tech, the Heels have had the week off, and that concerns former Tar Heel player and head coach Matt Doherty. I don't like the week off. Coach Smith didn't like the week off because you lose your rhythm. Okay, you lose your rhythm. You probably give the guys two days off, and it's just sluggish. I don't like it at all. Matter of fact, when I was uh, uh, my first year, I think we had the the week off. We got to play Clemson at Clemson. We lost. We lost five out of the last ten games mm. after going, winning 18 in a row. I don't like the week off. I really don't. It's concerning to me. Walk, I'm going to tell you, man, I, I loved where this week off came in the schedule. When you play 20 conference games, you got to give them a break. After hearing what Coach Doherty had to say, though, a little bit more concern. Should Carolina fans be worried about gearing their first win in Charlottesville since 2012 after a week off? I'm more concerned about Virginia losing the way they did than I am with North Carolina having all of this time. Like, if you if you think... North Carolina having all this time off is a bad thing, then you would say it was because you lose a rhythm. But the only thing I would say to Matt Doherty is Carolina doesn't have a rhythm right now. North Carolina is going back and forth on the win-loss scale. They win against Virginia Tech. That's good. They got a 15-point victory. But they lost to Syracuse on the road. They barely beat Miami. They lost to Clemson. They beat Duke. They lost to Georgia Tech. That's six games in a row where you're going back and forth and back and forth. They don't have a rhythm either way. So I think it's okay. If they were playing really well, like let's say that you had this week off during the long winning streak that you had, then I could see this argument. But right now, I mean, I would almost argue that they needed this time off in order to get everything right before they go back at it at the end of the regular season. Uh, You know, that's an interesting perspective that we just heard. And I think him definitely saying that Dean Smith had an issue with it and what happened to their teams when they had that week off. I think there's something there. Uh, we'll see if it's going to affect the Tar Heels. I mean, all I can say is wahoo wah when it comes to that, you know? No, it's great analysis. Wahoo wah. <laughs> Go ahead, Fiddy, what you got? All right, so something we haven't really touched on because we don't have a baseball team is the fact that spring training has been open for about two weeks across Major League Baseball. And earlier this week, Anthony Rendon offered an honest take, an honest opinion about how important or unimportant baseball is to him. How does your pro and con list today compare to what it was like 10 years ago? It's a lot different. Um, I'm married. I have four kids. My priorities have changed since I was um, in my early 20s. So definitely my perspective on baseball has been more skewed. Is it still a top priority for you, though? It's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. So I do this to make a living. Uh, my faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. Is it a priority? Oh, it's a priority for sure. This is my job. I'm here, aren't I? Do you want to be here? I don't want to talk to you guys oh, at good. 7 oh. in the morning or whatever time it is. So 
Did you, I mean, do you want? I mean, do you want to like be here playing baseball? I have answered your question. So why do you keep picking at it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you technically answered it. Thank you. <laughs> Wes, he said that baseball is a priority, but it's not a top priority. He signed a massive contract with the Angels after winning a World Series with the Nationals. And this caught a lot of flack, not just in the baseball world, but in the sports world. Is this just more of a reality where for today's athlete, they play their sport because they're good at it and not because it is their end-all, be-all? That's, that's why they wake up and live their life every day? Uh, no, nah, I think it depends on the athlete. I mean, you do have some guys, the Kobe's, the Michael Jordan's, and some of those guys that are great in their respective fields that are maniacal about what it is that they do, and the money doesn't matter. And then you do have guys, I mean, I'm sorry, Rendon just kind of gave you a glimpse of what some athletes think, and some guys do treat this as their job, but he comes out and he does it well. He's one of the better players in Major League Baseball. And so, you know, I can't hate on him that bad but now he's definitely put a bullseye on himself that anytime he doesn't have a good game or goes through a bad stretch or has anything like that people are automatically going to question his love of the game but he told you right there and then there was a reporter just being aggravating he was certainly being a gnat uh, to Mr. Rendon because he sits there and he just keeps asking him the same question over and over. And it's like, man, I just told you. But him putting, you know, his family and his faith first, and, you know, that means he's not going to be compromised uh, by the game and he's going to always look at things from the pop proper perspective. So I don't really have an issue with what he said. I, I, f I feel like I'm getting dumber with everything that I'm hearing surrounding this conversation. Like what I said, something dumb. Not you. Me? No, not it. Okay, I apologize. That was not an intended insult to either one of you. Gosh, tell how you really feel. That fa the fact that Anthony Rendon and that reporter were going at it the way that they were, and if people are making this a big deal, what did he say that was wrong, even for the rabid competitor? Fitty. The man said he cares more about his family and his faith than football. Then baseball, then basketball. He was saying baseball with him playing in that sport. Is he wrong? No, I, I guess. Like, what? What? No, but this is the point. Then he wants his players to be robots. This is this is the point. You can you can have baseball as a priority. Like, I, I, are we saying? I just don't get it. I, like, I, I, I guess as fans, we just don't want to hear it, right? Like, I know me as a fan, I don't want to hear my guys admitting that... That family and faith are more important than the sport that he plays? I guess it's just a fan thing where we live... And as a fan, I live in a world where... As long as, to me, in the, you know, the three hours that you're playing whatever sport, it's the most important thing. I guess as a fan, it's something you just don't want to hear. Like, something that you know, you just don't want to hear it, right? Like, I have nothing wrong... I have nothing against what he said. I'm, but I guess as a fan, you just you don't want to hear it. Do I'm you? really confused. No, and and even for you to be honest, like even Oof. if I understand that we're talking about wanting the players to care about the sport that they play almost more than anything, are we really trying to make this a big deal when he talks about his religion and his family mattering more than the sport that he plays? He's admitting that it's a priority. But we're saying family and faith can't come before the sport, before his job? Like, I honestly don't know if even the most rabid of fans in the world hear that and say, oh, man, he should care about baseball more than God. Listen what? To, listen to New York Sports Radio, man. They had a field day with this comment on Monday. Stupid.
it's stupid. I agree. I mean, it it couldn't like I'm trying to th- it couldn't get more stupid. Like if we're really this is a problem. If we're really trying to make this into an issue where Anthony Rendon is telling you that his family and his faith matter more than the sport he plays, and we're like taken aback by that. I, I how many people in the world have that same exact idea? Just because you play the sport and care about it a ton doesn't mean you're going to like basketball more than your child. JJ asked, JJ asked on the text line, Fitty, is Mama or WFNZ more important? What are we talking about? Want to hear Mama tell it? She'll tell you I choose WFNZ over her. So yeah, right. We're we, we gonna pass that conversation. Look, I, I'm not saying that I disagreed with it. Like I agree with what he said. I was. Just trying to play devil's advocate and trying to make good radio. And well, in the process, fine, I got called dumb. Well, that that's fine. <laughs> if you want to play devil's advocate, then I'll be on the other side and slam it. I'm just it. saying it as just a fan. Mean, if you believe that at all. Yeah, like, no, no, as I, a fan, I just don't want to hear it. Like, I just don't want to hear it. I, 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 because as a fan, I want that to be the most important. Because I, 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 you know, I devote 162 diets out of my life to watch you play baseball. You don't, but it's okay for it to be third on the list behind God and family. I'm not like, what are we doing? I'm just saying I don't want to hear it. That's all. I don't disagree with the statement. Just it's one of those times where, I, as a fan, fans don't want to hear. I hear what you're athletes saying. say that the sport that they get paid millions of dollars to play isn't the most important thing to them. I That's re- the reality. I really wouldn't. No, it's not. I don't think it is. I want to hear this on the text line. As a fan, do you really want your favorite players to say they care more about the sport they play than religion and family? Like, is that a priority for you to be invested as much as you are in the sport that you watch? Like, seriously, answer me truthfully. 704-570-9610. We can answer it on the other break, but on the other side, I I couldn't imagine that if that's true. Answer us. We'll talk about it more. Loud noises. Weston Walker Sports Radio 92.7 <laughs> WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Next line just went down. I'm very interested if that is because there was so much activity on the FanDuel <laughs> text line. 704-570-9610. After that last segment, my favorite one is Thomas from Gastonia via Atlanta saying, hey, thanks for talking baseball. <laughs> my favorite. Out of all the ones that we got after all of the arguing. Hey, guys. That was a good one. That was one for the books. Thanks for talking baseball. All right. It's Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. I really am, like, trying to wrap my brain around everything that we heard. The other thing that we've been doing as a theme for today's show is making fun of some of the player-hater comps that I've been receiving after we were talking about basketball players and who we might remind them of via basketball comparisons. We went to Fiddy at first to start off the show. Wes, you got a lot of glowing examples, to be honest. We let off with Charles Oakley for you. You got called Hakeem Olajuwon because of your footwork. And here I am getting Judd Butchler. Here I am 
getting players like Tyler Lydon, who I haven't <laughs> thought of in like seven years. Those are the guys that I'm getting compared to. And so we have a couple of other player hater comps. I went ACC. And okay. so some of the other ones that I have, Michael Boren, North Carolina player, Michael Corin. Okay. All right. Fiddy, I don't know if you want that to get That didn't connect because I didn't know the player like that, but let's keep rolling. Okay. Michael Corin. There you go, Fiddy. Uh, Jake Shaman. That's pretty bad. Who'd he <laughs> Jake. Like Le- Charles Barkley. Who'd he play for? That was a Jake Lehman comp, but that's that was pretty lame itself. All right, here's another one. This one I feel decent about. Eric Monstrosity. I like that. <laughs> nice. Um, Nick Kaner Midley instead of Medley. These are all ACC deep, cut, yeah. deep cuts, though. Who, who he play for? Maryland. You remember okay. Nick Kaner Medley? You don't I remember him? Not. All right. Well, these are way too de- uh, too deep then. I'm not going to go with those anymore. <laughs> We're just going to go to Colin Hoggard's list where he brought him in, and he went with a different uh, different angle. But here are the ones that he was writing in. Ja'Clear Nelson. Ja'Clear. Do you get it? Doesn't seem like a deal. Clear, white, pale, white basketball okay. player. Not Jameer, Boom. but Ja'Clear. Bring there me around. Bring me around. Um, Slow Johnson. I don't know. We have another. I know what you're thinking, Fitty. Yes, thank you. Uh, we have another Keith Blandhorn, which we brought up at the beginning. Uh, Kevin McPale. That's so oh, good. Oh, yeah. That's, Kevin, that's a good one. That's a good one. Slim McIlvain. Okay. And then Fal Gasol. Yeah. Instead of Fal Gasol. Those are very good. Those hit. Those are very good. All right. What are we watching tonight? We uh, took a break. I watched Love is Blind last night and also Charlotte because of these late tips that the 49ers have had all too frequently this season. We've had that a couple of times. And so Love is Blind last night, then going into 49ers basketball. But it was a rough second half watch for me. What will you be watching tonight, Wes Bryant? Uh, Well, I will be inundated with uh, women's college basketball, ACC style, but also the Carolina Hurricanes taking on the Florida Panthers tonight. So the Canes playing pretty good right now, man. Really starting to round in the shape. Of course, the Hornets and the Jazz as well. So busy, busy sports night. What you watching tonight, Fitty? What you got on the docket? Um, I don't know, Walker. What am I smart enough to watch? As long as you don't continue to let that filth infiltrate your brain about uh, Rendon caring more about faith and family than baseball, then you can watch whatever you want. But anything that cleanses your aura, you need to go ahead and watch that. You need to watch some Joel Osteen. It's gonna like. be a, it's gonna be a late night for yours. But truly. make sure you put baseball before Joel Osteen. Yeah, um, a big bubble game, uh, Arizona and Washington at eleven o'clock. So I'll be up late. It's also a mall mall night. We're gonna finish up Longmire for the second time. Oh, make homemade burgers and homemade fries. No, I was told on Tuesday that I had to buy dinner tonight, so I told her I'd see her on Sunday for breakfast because I'm too cheap to buy, but I'm going to buy her dinner. That's foul, man. You can't get dinner <laughs> for Mama, all that food she's cooking for you, slaving oh, over that hot stove, and you can't go buy her dinner. Shame on you, son. She made it known. I bought your lunch three That's straight right. times Tell on Sunday. Tell her, Mama, you your dog all right. That's right. Get him. It's cheap behind. I'm going to call Mama. I'm going to make sure you please pay for do. some meal. P- please do. By yeah, the way, I'll make sure you take care of that. So, some people are writing it on the text line about the Anthony Rendon situation. Some it, people coming to my defense. Fine. Well, not my defense, but they're understanding what I was trying to relay to you. Because, again, don't agree with or I agree with what he said. But as a fan, you don't want to hear it. 
That's all I tried to say. No. I got called dumb in the process. Fitty, but we all heard you say that probably 14 times. I understood it. I still disagree with what you're saying. You're you know acting what? I disagree like with a lot of things you say. I don't call you dumb. Yeah, but they're not dumb. They're just different. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, cheap joy. <laughs> I'm not dumb. I'm different. No, pe- people are writing in that the, the funniest part about this is that, yeah, I agree with you, Walker, but Anthony Rendon has been bad the last three years. Because if you're good, it's all right. But if you're bad, yeah. then hold on. You need to, maybe, maybe, maybe faith, then baseball, then family. <laughs> We need like yeah. uh, what hey, do we put baseball? At least he's come second on hey, that cheapy list. Hey, cheapy Bryant, let's get you uh, let's get you going tonight. Get that wallet out, knock the dust off that thing. How about it for Mama? Come on, man, oh, spend yeah. money on Mama. Don't Stop be cheap. It. What are you doing? You Alan, need to care about family. It's because he valley, values baseball more. <laughs> Alan, cheaper grandson. Oh man, value family. Be like Anthony Rendon, yeah, Fitty. Be like Rendon. That'll do it for Wesson Walker right here on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We'll be back with you tomorrow from 12 to 3. In the meantime, yes, sir. Enjoy the Kyle Bailey Show alongside Smoke Ludwig. Sports Radio 92.7 FM.